Contrary of Five Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host Stuart Sarlands. Join me today, we've got Magic Mike Christie. Yeah. And the no caring, always swearing, Andy Walker. Alright. Nailed it. Well done. Third time. Alright, let's go. Time to go home. <laughs> let's get the, the music up to close the episodes. Uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, boys. Oh, aye, aye. Aye. Can I think I'd Aye. Have I said Happy New Year to anybody? Alright, I thought you were about aye. to say, I thought you were just about to say, is it a Happy New Year? <laughs> it's like, oh, Andy's had a rough one. We're only four <laughs> days in. So, welcome to episode 210. I just about knocked 100 off us there. <laughs> yes, episode 210, the films of 2018. Ooh. So, it is... The magnificent trio of the no caring, always wearing Andy Walker, yeah. Magic Mike Christie, and myself, Stuart Sutherland. Stuart, what? What? nay, no. nickname Sutherland. Wait, no. I've, no, we've not been clever enough to come up with one yet. Um, we'll think of one, we'll get one at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, right. So, so where do we start with this one then? Um, Kevin Spacey comeback video. Oh. I mean, is, that, was, is that the Snapchat video where he came? No, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come back. Uh, that was terrible. I, I, I mean, it was such a big fucking bit of news towards the end of the year before. I year what? before last. <laughs> what? When did it drop again? Was it Christmas Eve? On or around that? Because I remember I like put it up on Twitter for you. Yeah. Because everybody was talking about it. I know. and right, I think in what happened to you, so what you tell me? He got charged, like, it was like, like he's now been charged with uh, having sex relations with a, a minor. <laughs> uh, like a, Every time somebody like, says a minor, I something about a hard hat and a light covered in coal. Let me play with your willy, minor. Let <laughs> 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 just put in the pickaxe and takes off his overalls. <laughs> no, no. Yes, an underage boy yes. was sexually assaulted at his place of work, from what I've read. And in response to those charges, like an hour later, Kevin Spacey tweets out a video of him playing his uh, House of Cards character, Frank Underwood, washing his hands, talking about, don't read everything, like, don't believe it's all true. And it kind of, in a way, like, he's talking about himself, yeah. but he's also talking about his character. And he also kind of killed his character on like off screen. Like, between seasons, he died. And then it's just Robin Wright kind of continued. And then he's like, you didn't see me die. And he's got, like, the Southern Draw accent. But just, like, you've been away for, what, I feel like, well over a year. Yeah. For you to suddenly come back and say, no, no, I want back on House of Cards. But I'm also saying, I didn't rape anyone. And then it's like, <laughs> headline falling shortly after. <laughs> Confirm. You know it reminds me, it reminds me of the um, Saturday Night Live sketch where Bill Hayden was like, yes. <laughs> what was it? The... What was it, like Vincent Price? Aye. Aye. Oh, what was the name of the TV show they were advertising for it? It was like some sort of like fucking murder thing. Oh, like a Halloween special. Something. I can't remember, he had like white hair and all that, and he was like, yeah. I, I, when you said Bill Hader there, it just made me think back to when they had Sigourney Weaver as the host, and it was an Avatar sketch. Bill Hader's in the Avatar uh, container, and then it's, oh, the cats are mating, and it's just him screaming in the chamber and his legs wiggling. <laughs> He's clearly <laughs> being bent over and being destroyed by a big blue cat. <laughs> 
That's what I was thinking. Spacey, apparently. <laughs> in Spacey, no one can hear you scream. Oh. I think how many times I've used that joke. Uh. Anyway, back to the films of 2018. Yeah. Aye. I, I thought we could challenge ourselves this year, because also we're going to be talking about a lot of films. And I think we should do our best to keep it spoiler-free. So when it comes to some controversial moment, just be vague about it. Let's just not tell who the killer was or where it happened. Huh. And just kind of say, oh, that that bit in the garage was good. Eh? <laughs> we we, we alright with that? No. No, but whatever. Aye. I mean, I would assume that a lot of people have probably seen majority of the films that we're going to talk about. Aye, but that's it. If, if that one person that hasn't seen Avengers... <laughs> is that what? What? Him? Or he F right? For Sand? That. Or if that one person's not seen Holmes and Watson. Oh, I've Holmes and Watson. <laughs> I know. No one wants to see it, which I feel quite bad for. This is the first time I've ever seen an article. I kind of just clickbait, but Netflix did not want to buy it. Yeah, they tried to sell it before because of the early reviews or something. So what, just like exclusive rights so they could get it a couple no, of months so after? Was, they didn't think they were going to get and it. And I mean, I'm cinema. surprised because Netflix put us some fucking shit like... <laughs> yes, aye. So... Hang as if I start on Sandler. Exactly. It would have been like fucking... Let's go fucking David like, Spader. You right? must have big shares on Netflix. I must. Exactly. But not to touch like a Will Ferrell and John C. Riley property. I mean, you think... Obviously, is a bad reviews. It's now on Netflix. Fuck it. Let's see if it is that bad. Mm. You'd think it would have like a, like a reverse. Aye, like hmm. I know you. But on a side note, John C. Riley's like a busy cunt this year. Well, sorry, last year. Because let's say he had Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. Uh, Stan and Ollie. Aye. And I'm certain I've just seen a. Posters for the Sister Brothers. It's a western uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and him. So he's like cranked to at least four films that I know of, like off the top of my head. Like there could be more, like on his filmography. That damn John. Mm. Not bad. Aye. Somebody's got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> like fuck it, I'll do it. I'll do it. Right, go, go, go. So, so our our list uh, topics to talk of today, which was uh, crafted together by Magic Mike. The first question. Best film from 2017 that you didn't get to see until 2018. Who wants to tackle this one first? Mine was easy. Okay. Because my one didn't come out until 20th of December in cinemas. Alright, so... And I spent 2018 watching it. Religiously? Religiously every fucking week. Aye. Oh, okay. It's a great issue, man. Alright, didn't expect that, but I've not heard a bad thing about that film. So you've not seen it? No. Oh, you I've, what the I've fuck? never seen it either. I've always kind of right. seen it. That's on my plan because Michelle taped it at Christmas. Right. Well, and that's it. It's, it's on like Now TV, so Margaret's watched it a couple of times. So I've always seen bits of it, but I've never sat down to watch it from start to finish. But it's it's like universally praised. Uh, it's really, it is really good. Mm -hmm. But my bairns love it. Mm. So that helps. Aye, and I didn't hate to fucking watch all the shitey paper pigs and aye, yeah. especially fucking Magic Mike's fucking special. Aye, paper pig videos. No, <laughs> <coughs> um, but aye, I really liked it, and it's just so easy to rewatch. That's it. It's 
from what I know, I was like, yes, A, it's a musical. B, it's is it like a, a like a freak show circus? Because there's like a bearded lady or something. Or ah, yeah, a normal it's, a bi- it's like a biopic oh, hang way to the ringleader. The ringleader, right? He was a real life person. Oh. Didn't know that. Then he was like the, literally the inventor of the circus. Right, okay. Because I, I know there's also the youngins in it, like Zach Efron and yes. the lassie from Spider Man Homecoming. Like the Mary Jane aye, aye, aye. or MJ. Mm-hmm. I just I think she's Nickelodeon or something like that shit. Right. But aye, it's all good. Alright. Mike? I was kind of torn because oh. there's been at least two fun, but I think the one that stuck for me through the year was One River. Oh, yeah. Aye. Aye, the Jeremy Renner. Second, uh, second, like like Alaska or something, eh? Mm, I've, it's, it's on my playlist. Aye. Still haven't even watched <clears> it. It's on Netflix, so it's worth checking out. I mind you tell me about it during the summer. It's a bit of a slow burn, but it's got like a really like good like payoff to it, and then like it kind of just like there's like a wee like curveball like in the middle of it, aye. And like you talk about like, like loudest gunshots, and like from history, this has got one of the loudest. <laughs> You're all calm, then you fucking have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for myself, it is the comedy The Big Sick. That's don't think so. It's. Stars Camille Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan, even though they're oh, not no. the big names. Kim, to Kim, what you mean? Uh, ah, it's got Kim Ray Romano in it and Zoe. No, I said that. Uh, Holly Hunter. Uh, I've it. not watched it. But you're from, you seen. can what the poster is, eh? Yeah. Aye. That's <clears throat> like a romantic comedy based on like a true story, and it is how Camille Nanjiani met his wife. Mm-hmm. And they date, they, they break up because there's like this, this thing about. It's, it's just like a cultural thing how his family's not really accepting her so they break it off but then she comes to him with like a mystery illness and falls into a coma and he was like the emergency contact on her phone so he's kind of brought back into the picture but when he gets there he meets like the parents and they're wondering well why who are you why are you here and but he feels he kind of leave her until he kind of because just wants to be by her side mm-hmm. so it was surprisingly good um, there's this fucking joke I wanted to tell you from it. There's like a 9-11 joke oh. that's so funny because it's like Ray Romano and Holly Hunter just hate him. They just look at him and think, well, who is this guy? And he was, said something that's like, you know, I, I wasn't in favour of 9-11. And like, well, no, we're no one talking. It's like, yeah, we lost like 11 of our best people. And Ray Romano spits his fucking sandwich <laughs> across the table. And it was like, oh! So it is it's pretty decent and it's just like he's got these weird roommates and like he is like a stand-up comic so he's doing like gigs and there's all these weird things that happen but I, it was when looking back at all the films i watched last year that was one of them for 2017 that i would obviously recommend dog day all right uh, it's like a it was i think it's on amazon prime because i think they they produced it or or distributed it so so i now, you said you were torn between two films. I'm yeah. curious to hear what the second uh, one was. <clears throat> the second one was uh, Detroit. Oh, aye. the race riots in the 60s and 70s. And um, that, what's his name, that Will Porter. Yes. <clears throat> he plays like the like the lead like policeman in Ennis. Like, how he never got any awards for his role, mm-hmm. I'll never understand what it is. Like, he was like really vicious. But like, the whole, it's like two and a half hour long, but like <clears throat> 90 minutes of the film takes place at this like one house. Right. And then it just shows you like the aftermath afterwards, and 
It's just such a good film, eh? No, I'm pretty sure it was that. Like Catherine Bigelow directed it. Oh, I yeah, that seems a bit right. And <clears throat> it was a film I desperately tried to get a hold of illegally before the end of twenty seventeen. You don't need to tell us that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just couldn't get a hold of it until Aye. after. I year. would break the law to see this film. Oh, <laughs> You're insane, but he's looking at on the shelf. Smash in my coats. But yeah. Smash. Now who is the 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 guy for Star Wars? The lead? Ah, uh, John Boyega. Ah, that's it. He's in it as well. He mm. plays a like a factory worker. He gets caught up in it. <laughs> Trevor work in a factory today. <laughs> Just the way you pronounce that, it's like you capitalise the word fat. Like like a factory worker. And <laughs> all I heard like, ah, he's a fat. As <laughs> the naked wide one spit my teeth. Um, like Anthony Mackie's in it as well. Oh, I. And. Other folks like recommended that to me as well. Yeah. That was a really good film I liked as well. Mm. Alright, uh, do we want to jump into the favourite films of 2018? Or. Or actually, we could. We did mention, like obviously on the podcast, we'll talk about when when people die. We'll bring it up on like the next episode, the the wee memoriam bit we could bring up on this episode. Uh, the big thing last week was that one of like the big Hong Kong crime directors died in, in his early sixties. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the name Ringo Lam. Mm-hmm. He was the director behind more like any film that had on fire at the end of the title, <laughs> City on Fire. Prison on Fire, Prison on Fire 2, Man School on fire. on fire, not Man on Fire, oh. <laughs> but, and so he was like the man that was notorious for working with, like, Chow Yun-Fat doing gritty crime films, Simon Yam, and, like, more recently, like, Louis Koo, so he would do these dark, dark crime films, and obviously, the whole thing with the, the On Fire, that was the whole reason why I started the podcast, Podcast on Fire, because it, was, it just seem like such an obvious thing if you're doing a Hong Kong movie podcast. Yeah. That's one of like the most famous titles. So he died like I think I I I say suddenly, but it's just because he died at the age of sixty three. Mm-hmm. I've I've not read anything where they went in to say if yeah. he suffered from he cancer. He did work with Van Damme. Oh he done, he done, done um, like three maximum risk. He yeah. done that replicant one. Replicant with Michael a, Rooker. Yeah, I quite like that. Aye. And he did he did do a wee bit of work on a wall as well. Mm, did he? Was, oh, I know he done one uh, in hell, like the prison movie that ah, Van Damme done, where he's in prison and he gets he's on a bit... fire. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much in hell, isn't it? So. In hell and on fire. It's like, oh shit! shit. How are you gonna split kick your way out of this one, Van Damme? <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought I should at least mention that he's he's passed away. So, will we just go sort of like round table, like right. alphabetical, go Andy, Mike, Stu. So, we're settled with our top five. Top five, right. So, Andy, for your top five, are they in like a numerical order or is it just five films? Five your films top? that I enjoyed this year. Right, and no special order. No special order. Cool. Right. Did I tell you all you want in all five or would Man, one at a time? One, or? I would say one at a time because sometimes we'll, we'll probably step on each other's toes with the same films. So. Probably. Well, Deadpool 2. Okay. That's in my top five. Just a laugh, mm-hmm. start to finish. I know. I it see and it was. It's one of those things where it was funny, where it was like, is it going to be good as the first one? Aye, they managed aye. to make it that different. Yeah, it's, it's, that is. I think it's a wee bit better than the first thing, but mm-hmm. it's all opinion. Yes. 
It's like arseholes. We've all got one. Right. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you have a couple of things you want to tell us about what you liked? I don't want to just let you say the film, then me start telling you all I like about it. It's just everything about it. It's just I enjoy the the kind of crass humour and the, I like the characters that they used. The what about his team X Force? Oh, oh, that was a good bit. Just a random Brad Pitt. <laughs> I was like, was that a spoiler? I was like, I never noticed like Brad Pitt when I seen it at cinema. I never actually noticed him until I watched it when I picked it up on like Blu-ray. Because mm-hmm. I was like, folks told me, and I was like. I don't fucking see Brad Pitt in that film. <laughs> I was the same with like the, the Matt Damon cameo. Oh, I And it's when Cable comes from the future and there's two rednecks drinking Aye. beer. It's Matt Damon under like prosthetics. And, oh, is it? It's Alan, Alan. Yeah. Aye. Aye. I was like that bit as well where he kills him and then like takes the beer. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Have a couple cans whilst I go. Alright, Mikey, what is... I'll go with uh, Revenge. Oh, yeah. I've... Yet to watch that one. Aye. Now, go and tell us a little bit about Aye, Revenge. Um, so, it didn't get made in 2017, but it never got any release, like mainstream release, till like, earlier on last year. And mm-hmm. it's uh, mostly all in French. Okay. So, like, when you watch it, it's got subtitles and that, but it's about uh, hmm, a girl that's, like, sleeping with a married, like, well, a married wealthy man, and has, like, hunting, he does, like, hunting, like, game hunting with his pals. Okay. And they end up, like, pretty much like, almost murdering her. And it's just a classic, like, revenge tale on that bit. It's just, there's just something about it that's so dumb because it's, like, it's, like in a wide open desert. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got, like, elements of, like, Tomb Raider to it. But All right. it, it's fucking vicious. Aye. And, like, I didn't really want to spoil it, but Aye. that bit in Die Hard where he's, like, walking on the glass. Right. There's a bit in this film that is ten times worse. Uh-huh. And I actually fucking struggled to like watch it when I was play- playing it. Aye. And just the last twenty five minutes is fucking bonkers, eh? Aye. And oh. like, also like, the colour scheme on it, like the colour scheme's like fucking superb. And like I say, like, the last twenty five minutes is fucking mad. Yeah. It makes me think you I spit on your grave. See, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like that, and I was like, is it going to be one of them? But then I heard folk talking about it on like social media, and I thought, right. I just happened to see it cheat one day and I thought, fuck it. I'll just pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I let's see, I'm going to start from the bottom of this one. I'm going with Tag. Remember Tag? Yeah. And it's the comedy where Ed Helms, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner. I thought that that would have been a worst film. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. Like, I'm it, taking back. It is one of these ones where it's like, I surprised I like that. It's... It's sort of like when you see Hangover for the first time and you kind of go in with like a low expectation and you're like, fuck, that film is brilliant. But it's just, sure, at times, like, Isla Fisher could be a bit of an annoying cunt in that film because she's like over the top, screaming violent. Have you seen it, Andy? No. No. Nah, you've seen uh, it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, so Isla Fisher is the partner of Ed Helms' character and all year round, no, is in, it's like in the month of June they have this game of tag and whoever's left hit, well, left it, has stuck that. And then a year later, the game com- commences. And Ed Helm's wife, Isla Fisher, is fucking like, yes, go get him! And she'll fucking show up, cause diversions to trap folks so that her husband can tag them. Because Jeremy Renner's like the one that's like untaggable. Yes, he, he's more or less still playing Hawkeye in this film. <laughs> he walks into, he's still like that fucking born legacy. Somebody yeah. walks in the room, time slows down, he's like, 
looks around the room, you can see John Hamm there, this guy here, and he fucking takes his belt off, whips one boy, that's that jumps at the fire escape, and they're all like, what happens? So like, there's those moments, and then you get some really corny moments where Ed Helms dresses up as like an old woman, and is going in like a mall, uh, well, he's Zimmer sneaking up on Jeremy Renner <laughs> to try and get him, and then he fucking batters him. Well, batters him. Aye, because he notices like the shoes that they're wearing and all that. Exactly, he knows his foot size and what shoes he wears. So you get that whole was like it's kind of a bit dark as a whole, like. But yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking strange bits as it develops because this tag this year is fallen on the wedding of Jeremy Renner's character, so they're all getting together to see him get married. And his new wife is like, no tag, no tag whatsoever. As soon as you arrive here, tag doesn't happen. And they're like, it still happened. So the, they've all just got this image of him saying his vows and they're all running up to fucking tag him because they've got nowhere else to go. So, but it takes some like sort of sobering turns, which is like, oh, okay. There's a bit more to this than you think. But the best part that I love about like, some films is when you get to the end credits and you realise it's a fucking true story. And you see all this video footage of, whilst a lot bigger group of guys, it looks like maybe 20 guys, but it's all them running about with video cameras, fucking tagging guys in the shower. <laughs> and there's like, he's running out the shower and the scud chasing after them. And then it cuts to one of them dressed an old woman with a Zimmer frame going through a car park. They just fucking bolts and hits a guy and runs <laughs> off. And they're jumping in the cars and driving away. And it's like, it was all fucking real. Oh, fucking so hell. half the things I thought was like, that's a bit over the top. That's a bit much. It actually fucking happened, and they were just like, you know what? That was a fucking really good film. Right. So, that was my pick. Andy? Oh shit, me again. <laughs> um, I put in. Oh, the obvious one, the Black Panther. Mm. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the, the music in it, it was good. It's different from all the rest of the fucking. Oh, totally. The other superhero films, mm-hmm. and well, that's how they get into that stage now where they could cover all these. Well, I, I would say more obscure characters. Yeah, it's not your it's like lower tiered, but they're making them so fucking huge. Yeah, that's what happened with Iron Man, isn't it? Pretty he was much. like a nobody in the comics until he became a film. Now he's like everything. Yeah, the, the way I never saw Black Panther till like to the point where it came on Sky. I I missed out the pictures, mm. but you could see it was fucking beloved worldwide. Like, just even like the trying to find like a nice politically correct way that all the black people really loved it. Like I seen like Cultural. video. I like the there's it has like been sort of like culturally accepted in the way that people came out in masses to see it. Folk were doing all these. Like, fuck, we're singing in cinemas and they're they all celebrating. The, and did it not have a better weekend than uh, Avengers? Avengers eventually crept past it. I think for it being like a... <clears throat> for Ten it years in the making. Based on a... Like a soul character, I think that's probably... Ah, it's the rant the rest. Yeah. Ah, totally, because it is like one of the highest earning films going, eh? Yeah. So... I mean, I thought... Uh, the character played by Michael B. Jordan was fucking brilliant. Like, like, no, he's, like we said that when we talked about Creed, mm. and that he's become such a good actor. Aye, was it Killmonger? Wasn't it? Aye. Yeah. I do remember like that scene where they're at the like an like an art museum in London, and they all make it. They're all kind of undercover and aye, they, they take out the staff. Aye, and, she's trying to school him on it, and he's saying, "Aye, you're talking shit, Harry. I care all about this." Aye, and I like the 
the fight sequence that they have, and it's like a casino. And he's there, and he's got the, like he's there as two female sidekicks, and they're Martin all Freeman turns up. Aye, and they're trying to pin down Andy Serkis. Yeah. And then it just turns into this fucking huge fight sequence, and they're jumping from level to level, smashing tables, and mm-hmm. like Marvel still having the like still kind of get it wrong. Like every film oh, is coming out better and better. It's like you keep thinking. Well, you compared to DC, and they always occasionally kind of have a good one and a bad one, a good one and a bad one. Yeah. Whereas, like, Marvel is like, everything's just printing gold. Yeah. So, Mike? I went with the upgrade. Oh, yeah. Um, like, when the trailer got released. <laughs> Sorry, Canadian? I, I thought it was this. Like, oh, yeah. Um, That's not Canadian. That was German. Also, <laughs> um, when the trailer like, released, like, it kind of reminded me of like, Robocop and that, and it's a film yeah. that, like, that... That fucking Paul Verhoeven guy, the, the Dutch director, kind of one. I looked like it was a film that was going to be made by him because it's just with the kind of like uh, atmosphere, like it's total hyper violence. Right. And it kind of almost has like a Venom film a wee bit mm-hmm. when you watch it. Yeah, I, I. Have you seen Upgrade, Andy? Nope. Do you know what we're on about? Nope. Okay. Uh, explain the plot. So it's a, a guy that um, gets. Taken out by this company, uh, he's like paralyzed, feel like the neck doing. Ah, he has like and a then, big car crash. It's set in the future, and has like an accident, and that he's like paraplegic more yeah. or less. And then he goes under this stem cell like thing, yeah. and it basically Chris completely aye. aye. So basically, it's it completely reverse aye, aye, reverses like reverse weaved pretty aye. much, and basically it talks to him, and I, and like so like so like like the chip they put inside him. It's really kind of the same wee mind that it's saying, and it's, it's fucking brilliant. Like, it's some some <laughs> the, really like violent bits in it. Aye, and like, that's it. the real violent things in the trailers. Like it's as if like they've got guns built into their arms. So at one point, a guy's putting like shotgun shells into like his forearm, and then just fucking pumps them out of the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. So when they have the fucking action sequences like that, it's mind bending because it's just it, they look so unnatural. Just the fact that they're fighting just with their arms, but they're fucking blowing holes into each other. And like because he's obviously trying to act like naturally, he's still going about in his wheelchair and that. And it's the scene where he goes into the club or the black gangbangers. Aye. And he's in the wheelchair and all that. And it's, it's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the, a good scene I remember from it is when it kind of first kicks in and he's fighting for He's so against it. So there's this fight going on. He's fighting his fault. And the guy is like, ah, fucking screaming like a child, but his fucking body's killing all these people. <laughs> and you just can't fucking control it. That's wow, a fucking dark film as well. Uh, and I, to be fair, I think it's a little better than Venom. Like, oh, I could see even, that. Even though, it's, even though it's not like a Venom film, but it's just, it's just something about it. And it's one of the films that I didn't think it got like a, a proper UK release. Eh? No, I don't think so. I've never so. seen it in cinemas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And we kind of compare it to Venom in a way that the guy that is the lead kind of looks like a budget Tom Hardy. Oh. <laughs> so it's like... Guy looks like Tom Hardy and he's having conversations with a voice in his head. Mm. So that's really kind of... But is the voice in his head in love with him? No, but it's it's making all his decisions for him. <laughs> so... Uh, it's definitely one worth checking out, like. Aye. Now, this one... I was going to say it's a stretch, but it's not really. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I've seen that one, but I can... You can what? I, I can w- the premise of the film. Exactly. I've watched it. So, it's just one of these ones that I've seen it I watched it when it came out, and then when it went on Sky, I've watched it maybe another two, three times since then. It's just something that really utterly engrossing about it. We just get caught up. 
watching like the scenes with Woody Harrelson is fucking stellar and Sam Rockwell was fucking ah, amazing Sam in it. Was fucking good, man. So you can see like why he why he got fucking shouted it was like all supporting awards for ah, him, wasn't it? So he got like a lot of attention with that. But one of my favourite scenes is like when they find out like um the captain's died and they tell it to Sam Rockwell and he just fucking loses it. He goes across the street and fights like the the guy because it's all to do with the billboards. This is what led the fucking chief to to do what he did. Yeah. So Sam Rockwell retaliates, just walks across to the, the the guy that's in charge of the billboards, smashes the door and walks in. Fucking the secretary's like, What are you doing? Fucking punches her in the face, oh. walks through and just takes out his gun and just starts hammering the boy in the face, throws him at the fucking first floor window of the fucking shop. And it's all done like and it's just like a it's camera like one, just one following him like take. along the street and throws him at the window, you look you just him rolls in the roof and he fucking hit the pavement and Goes back down and he's fucking lying there, crippled, trying to get away. Mm. And the fucking new police chief's across the road. And they, they film it so well because he's got his jacket on. Sam Rockwell walks past and is like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> and it's, it's so perfect. The guy's shocked. He's like, he's got a coffee in one hand. He puts his hand on his waist, pulls back his coat and you just see the fucking badge on his hip. And like, oh, you've got fucks it now. <laughs> so, and Francis McDormand was uh, fucking great in it as well. Yeah. They even had fucking Peter Dinklage show up. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, he is mm. like the love interest a wee bit. Eh? Aye. Aye. So like, there's so many great characters. Even like his, her, Francis McDormand's ex-husband's new girlfriend, who's just this fucking brainless tart. Yeah. Where it's like she reads something where someone's like, "Oh, we can't hold on to this." Blah blah. Something just like some sort of Facebook meme about feeling better for yourself, and it's like, "I read it. I didn't come up with it myself, but I read it." on a bookmark at a zoo. And she's sitting thinking. <laughs> and he's like, yes, ah. That seems like fucking two and a half men, everybody. Fucking, <sighs> fucking Charlie Seaman Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like, you do get, like, like some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, on the night where everything happened and ah, stuff. Aye. And then, like, obviously, like, the ending, like, the ending's quite sobering. Like, it's kind of like a, like a wee payoff as well because you came what's going to happen. There's that, and... There's so like so many fucking positives to this film. Like even just the score. Like, I came home once and Margaret had it playing on fucking Spotify and I was like, I fucking can this for somewhere. And I was really surprised at that. But aye. Another film I could fucking really recommend Obdi, but I've noticed, especially with like people at my work, it's got a fifty fifty some folk really love it, some folk couldn't stand it. And it's like what could you not like about it? See, I I watched it when you gave me the copy, but then I've been meaning to go back and watch it. There were certain films that I've seen earlier on this year that I wanted to go back and watch, but I just didn't Aye. get the time to go back and watch. Oh, well, that's it. There's when I initially came up with my top five, by the time I finished listing ones that should be on the list, I had thirteen films. Yeah, oh. and it's like oh, I'd, I had fifteen, and that was in like the list. Obviously, I was just going to short list. Aye, ones that made the cut and ones that didn't. Mm-hmm. So, I that's three billboards. Hey, Andy, just. I had Tomb Raider on my list. All right. Just because it's an old, just like a classic kind of action film, mm-hmm. but where a woman and the hero actually takes damage. <laughs> she doesn't hide behind a rock for a couple of minutes, all her wounds are healed. Uh, basically. No, it's like, like they're impervious to damage, like all right. to get uh, their ass kicked and then they're fucking fine again afterwards. Yeah. 
Alright. But I quite liked that. I started it and never never got into it's it. It's on Netflix, eh? It is now, aye, so I should really check it out now. What's it, what's it called? It was good in it. The bad guy. He uh, was in... He was a sheriff in... Hateful Eight. Oh, fucking... Um, Walton Goggins. Aye. Sheriff of Red Rock. Yeah. Aye. He was good in it. He's like the... Bad... He's... He was the bad guy in the, the Ant-Man film as well, wasn't he? Ant-Man and Wasp. He was like the guy that works for the city and they get him with the truth serum at the end. I can't mind that film. I've watched it, but... (laughs) Did they stick with it? Oh, well, so... I never knew he was fucking in it. That's a a bonus. Because it's on Netflix, so I should really check it out. I'd I'd started it, and it was like one of those things where I wasn't in the mood to watch a film. It's got that... What's his name in it? Andy, what is it? Daniel Wu. Daniel Wu. I've seen him doing all the promotion with... with, who's Who's the lassie? Is that is that the, the, the that Alicia is that the person for X X Machina? I don't know. Aye. Aye. coming to see nothing anything I mm-hmm. Aye. But it was just it kinda kept to the story of the game. Alright. In a way, but then in other ways they couldn't they? so Aye. they're all set set on an island. You mean a, a dinosaur didn't show up in the cave that she was reading? No. No, and she didn't do his square tits either. <laughs> this backflip with <laughs> no pistols. Triangle tits. Triangle yeah? tits. Was it triangle tits? Uh, she what? didn't do a backflip over a statue and ripped her top off. Yeah. No. No. Unfortunately, there was no fucking running into a fucking. Did she? Did she lock the butler in the freezer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Alfred, come with me. The new. That was no. a fucking. That was the best thing about the two of the games. That and like <laughs> doing the big dive for a high height and just uh, watching her like fucking snap. die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does she die in the end? Is that? <laughs> she just follows him. No, it's based kind of loosely on the newer games. Yes. Aye. Where she's like a student and she's no really got her, she's no tenor money and she's <laughs> shit like that. Aye. And then she goes looking for her dad who was looking into this fucking cure for oh fucking knows, some <laughs> shit like that. Aye. No, it was they changed it. It was a fucking Something that could kill the world or something. Alright. Uh, see, I quite like the new games. I've all, yeah. I've, I've, all, I've only played the first and I've not played the last two. Yeah. But I quite I quite prefer the new ones compared to the old ones. The way they're going. Yeah. Instead of like fucking like the, in the middle of like some tomb and then a dinosaur comes out and there <laughs> still mind that, that, that fucking that, blew your mind. Exactly. That, that blew your mind as a kid but now when fucking video games are like compared to films you kind of have to kind of rein it in uh. unless you're doing Dino Crisis. Uh, Mike? Um, no surprise on my list this year, but it was the uh, reboot of Halloween. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it was always, well, it wasn't always going to be my list, but it was always, once I've seen the film, it was always going to be on my list once I've finished watching it. Ah, um, obviously, so when are we talking about? The, is it the re- a yeah. reboot or is it the sequel? The yeah. official sequel it's, to the first one? Ah, it's the official sequel to the yeah. first one. Aye. Um, obviously, we'd been. Cover and fucking extensively on everything about it. Exactly. Um, but I, I thought it was a solid sequel. Some interesting new direction went with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was obviously a couple bits where it was kind of like some questionable decisions. Aye. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like the music, the cinematography, it, like even some of the kills were just fucking like super. Some of the kills were fucking brutal. Yeah. The the fucking <clears throat> the. The jack o' lantern made out the cop's head. Oh fuck! And they just had the torch in it. And it was like, man, he works fast. And the film that was like seconds. Yeah. 
I fucking really enjoyed it. I've, I think the ending's a lot to be desired about. I know. That like, was one thing that kind of pissed me off. The way they build it was it was going to be the final confrontation between the two of them. So mm-hmm. one of them had to die. Yeah. The people that are following like YouTube and Twitter that fucking are in the know and stuff, when they'd done the first screening, there was like the test audiences. The original ending was completely different. Oh. And it was where he ends up he ends up having like a fight with her in the garden. The floodlights, that's what you see like in the trailers and that. Mm-hmm. And after the two of them take a bit of a bit of damage, he disappears and he sits in amongst all the like mannequins oh, in the aye, field. Aye. And he's just kinda of sitting like like holding his cell and he's kinda of, like slowly like breathing in and out. Mm-hmm. And apparently people were hating that ending. Yeah. I think I would have fucking preferred that ending. I mean, I mean the Doctor Hang was a bit weird. Yes, oh, I that, that kinda that kind of threw me over. And I was still a bit pissed off at fucking Will and like, uh, I liked the humour with the wee black kid. I oh, hated it, but I always liked it. You know, was like, because that's that's that should be what everyone is like in that situation. But, it was a wee, uh, it was a wee bit kind of and token kind of thing. Kind like, token uh, black kids. What, what cinema perceives black uh, people yeah. to like, like he knows about drugs. Yeah, but I mean, I th- I thought um, like the direction that uh, David Gordon Green and Danny Bright it was like a lot different, and mm. it was. A lot of really bold choices made. And I mean, obviously, if John Carpenter's score was fucking Aye. just as good. Like, that was fucking brilliant at the point where Laurie Strode's granddaughter and her pal Oscar, like, friend oh, zone, when he gets fucking and they're in that garden with, Aye, with like, the, the security light going on and off. Aye. And then you get that confrontation between Michael and like the granddaughter, and the fucking score's like, it's like sirens blaring, and you're like, uh, yeah, I really wanted to like just like stand up and just fucking clap in the cinema. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was fucking really impressed with it this year. Like, hmm. I was surprised that they actually killed the child. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, that that boy just wanted to dance. Yeah, <laughs> if we can be I, mean, should, I mean, hang on, the for a boy who dances, he got that shot off when a doctor nae bother eh? <laughs> <laughs> That was fucking. <laughs> Quick scope. <laughs> Dad would be proud. He'd bleeding outside. Aye, uh, and that's also a fucking haunting image. If you're driving on a dark road and then you just see all these fucking hospital gowns yeah. wandering across the road, it's like nope. Reverse. Is that not a scene in the, the Rob, original the Rob Zombie one? Aye, no. In the no, first no, one, no, they have like an, no, a no. He escaped differently. Aye, because I just mean like in the first one where they get to the, the, the hospital one, and they're all wandering outside the hospital in their gowns again. Aye, and mm-hmm. the remake, he escaped. I think it's been getting switched for different sport and he's got like all the security away him and mm-hmm. he somehow snaps the shackles and he bother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking raging! <laughs> Where's Danny Trio? <laughs> Stuart, you can't. <laughs> this is the really strange thing. In this last week, I feel like I've watched so many films I would put in my top 10, yet I've had like 12 months and it's really shit that in fact, like, Three films I've watched in the last week I've put into my top ten. It's like, I feel like I've done the rest of the year as a service. Mm. But it's, it's just the fact that these films have all been surprisingly good. I mean, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale really... I watched it last night. ...was like... I was surprised at how like, much I really fucking yeah. enjoyed that film. I would love to kind of talk through this without trying to compare it to like a Quentin Tarantino-style like filmmaking, yeah. like... The whole thing where it's chapter storytelling, mm-hmm. it's like chapter one, and then it's like, is it Billy Ray or Billy Lee? Uh, so like, 
having it chapter by chapter, having all these set characters come in, and each one of them's got like a dark, like there's more than meets the eye. If I wanted to quote Transformers for some reason, <laughs> yeah. But even like the everybody's cast, got a secret. Exactly, like Jeff Bridges, John fucking Hamm. John Ham. John Ham's been fucking brilliant in that uh, film, and just from going, like you knew right away he wasn't just like a like a cleaning appliance salesman. Yeah. And it's just yeah. when sitting kicking that fucking box that's got the hoover in it and when he gets to his room and he starts taking it all apart and like, oh, oh shit. And how it starts going from room to room and you see all their fucking stories. I was really fucking good. Even that Dakota Johnson, how her story looks really one-sided. Then you realise her story's fucking the opposite. She's trying to save somebody, not kidnap somebody. Yeah. yeah. But I love the uh, Jeff Bridges' story. Aye, you, like I was like when you finally got to his story, and the mm. fact that it was like oh, it was a whole ten year like worth of story you got for exactly, and it was great how it started. Like when that guy got there, and you just seen him fucking pull the room apart, pull up the floorboards, bury them, put all the room back together, and it's like oh, that's better than just hiding in the cupboard, <laughs> definitely. Mm. And I, I never knew when I watched it originally, but when I looked up, it's that dude at the start that buries the money is Ron Swanson. Yeah. I, I never noticed that. Heather said that to me and I was like, oh, it doesn't really seem like him, but... Yeah. It was like he showed up on set in the afternoon like, yeah, come here. <laughs> the, the fucking soundtrack was actually pretty decent. There's some yeah. songs on there. It was like, oh, like if I, I could be that person, go, oh, tune. <laughs> there's, there's, I can't, I can't the name of the song, I couldn't find it, but it's a song that plays in Mafia 3 all the time. And it just as soon as that came on, it fucking turned me back to Mafia 3. And it's like, oh, wow, fucking... Like, I need to Shazam this so I can actually find out what the fuck it's called. Um, and I'm not even going to attempt to sing it to you. Was it the one It's when Chris Hemsworth shows up and he's walking down the line. And, I mean, just the soundtrack, the way the story unfolds, the whole thing with Jeff Bridges. And, like, the fact that it's, like, it's on for almost two and a half hours and it keeps it you entertained the whole way. It doesn't way. feel like two and a half hours. Because it's not summoning for you because you got a fucking hondo. I know. That's the thing. If it goes over two hours, it has to be worth it. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's dragging. Yeah. But that one didn't at all because I sold Margaret on it easy. I had just, it's got a shirtless Chris Hemsworth in it. Aye. Next thing, like, I, next thing I can, I, I fucking slid on the flare. Eh? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to put it like one of the wee yelly triangles just to the wet floor. I fucking had to turn the pillies on the couch. It was fucking shocking. <laughs> so it was like, right. all right, let's watch it. it like, then he does the shot to like a fucking hour later into the film. Uh. Even though, like, sure, openings, like, his opening scene just fucking takes off all his gear and goes for a swim. It was. That and the fucking sequences in that observation corridor were fucking brilliant. And yeah. even the fact that the, the boy that worked in the hotel's got a su- fucking dark... Oh, it just looked like he was fucking sleeping. So much more to it. You're like, fucking hell, this film's deep. Yeah. Really. Find, and like, obviously, like, just when you kind of think it's almost finished, mm-hmm. you get the story of the, the guy, like the, the, the bar, the bellhop by. Aye. Aye. And you find out his story. I know, and there's just so much going on. It was like, fucking hell, this... I feel it's like a, a sleeper hit, because it came out during the summer, and I didn't think it got... It never got shown locally here, and I didn't hear anyone talking about it. So the fact that we finally got, got the chance to see it, it's like, man, this was... I feel like that flew under the radar. Yeah. There should be mere folk talking about it than what there actually is. Yeah. Well, we've got Ed Heather Green at the end. 
I when fucking just when that guy just I and he just went absorbed. When that eventually comes out, I will probably end up picking up a copy of it. Yeah. So, and that that's like the highest honor when it comes to me. It's like I would actually own that. Yes. Andy, my hungry ones, the heat you give. All right, I've heard the title, but I didn't get anything. It's about um, just like a black community. Okay. And there's the all centered around this one family. The lassie and the lordy, the oldest lordy goes to a private school because mm-hmm. the mum and dad didn't want them going to the local high school because it's fucked, basically. And um, she goes to a party and meets her pal. And then on, as he's taking her him, police pull the mare and he grabs a, a brush to brush his hair away, pull a shot, some, shoots him three times. <laughs> and then after that, it's just all about the how... The justice system works when it comes to fucking a black person getting shot by a white policeman. See, now this sounds really, Aye. really almost similar to that blind spotting. Aye. A wee bit. It's, it's, there's like a similar scene in that one. Who's it? That's not really is that much. Famous folk? faces? No, that I recognised. I know as Common was in it. Alright. He was like, he was a not black being, policeman. Not being chased by John Wick. No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking leave me alone. <laughs> He was like a black policeman, basically, and he's, he was like the kind of the balance. Aye. He could see the best. Both sides of yeah, it. he tried, yeah. and this, then it goes to the lassie that was in the car with the guy that got shot. And it's just about how she's a star witness. Yeah. And it's they're trying to keep her quiet because the guy that was in, the guy that got shot was mm-hmm. a drug dealer for the local Aye. gangs and... Yeah. They start trying to go after her. Mm-hmm. Try to kill her because she fucking... Because she went and done a TV interview and mentioned their name, the gang's name. Aye. So they they were all trying to kill her off. And, right. But it yeah. really is better than I described it. Aye. I, what was the... What time period is it set? Modern day? Modern day, yeah. Oh, okay. Aye. Aye. It's got the ginger-haired guy for fucking... He's not got ginger hair, but he's got ginger hair in the program. Riverdale. Ah, oh, no, I'm digging it. It's on the program on Netflix. Yeah, oh, I've never seen it. It's got a stony Recognisable. Aye. But I think it's mostly TV folk. Aye, aye. But it is really good. Ah. I'll keep an eye out. It's not like a Netflix movie, or. Don't think so. No, because that's what I was thinking of when you said the title, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's loads of films out there now with like, weird titles where it's just like a sentence. Something wrong with your space bar, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey? Uh, the next one on my list is Black Klansman. Ah, alright. Um, I'll, I'll say Snap, that was my next one to fucking pull up. <laughs> I thought I was like... I was intrigued about it when I seen the trailer for it. Yeah. But I was like completely blown away by it when I seen it in the cinema. And mm. it was one of the, like, one of the most like, enjoyable films I've seen this year in the cinema. Aye. Just with the story and with the like, outcome and the fact that it's actually Aye. based on a true fucking story as well. Aye. Like, completely fucking amazes you. Mm. And do you know... What I know the, of the, it, but I do can what happens in it. Do you know, like, the, the, what the plot is? Kind of. It's like a policeman, a black policeman gets a white guy to infiltrate the yes. clan. Yes, fo- the black guy phones up the Ku Klux Klan and asks for the join and says, Aye, cool, when did you meet us? And it's like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> then he gets, like, a... A, a white Jewish uh, Adam Driver to kind of go in mm. his place and use his name 
and it just kind of escalates for there. But it is based on the memoirs of the Black Cop. Oh. Yeah. So, and that was one of these things when I'm watching, I was like, I wonder if this is... Because it just feels like so much is going on, and the fact that it's, it's based... What was it? Was it South Carolina, or...? Uh, I'm trying to remember, I think, when. Mm-hmm. But I think... Obviously, the... Did you listen to the audiobook, eh? Yes, I, 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 as soon as I'd seen the film the next night, I got the audible book uh, tell me the story. And it was the, the real cop, like, Ron Stallworth, like, done the narration for it. So I was fucking scraping the whole listening to that. And honestly, like... <laughs> no, like, metaphorically. No, I, I, was, I was up a ladder <laughs> scraping wallpaper, obviously. This is so fucking good, I'm fucking crumping about screaming. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, a youth, youth that made something for scratching my ass. I'm scraping the hall. Oh. <laughs> something's wrong with Shears' ass if it's considered a hall. Yeah. Um, but, nah, it, it's funny because it's... The tones on it, so, like, at times it's so fucking dark. Like, you... Like... You could fucking freeze in your seat watching what you're actually witnessing on screen, but then there's times where you're like pissing yourself humor, laughing. Uh, up it. Like all the fucking banter that they have, like in the police station, where they're phoning up and Topher Grace needs to get some recognition for yeah. his role as like David Duke's like where like this head of the clan at the time, and he's talking as well. Oh, he talks about how he knows how black people talk because they roll their R's, and he says something. And the cops on the other side, oh yeah, could, could you tell me how black people sound like? And he's like, yeah, they roll their R's. So he's like, go and pass me some of that fried chicken. And the, he's on the other side, the fucking, him and his police chief, the police chief spitting out his fucking coffee, pissed himself laughing, they're all fucking waving him off. And there's a dude in it that you could swear is fucking Steve. Steve Buscemi, but it's his brother. Aye, they're like, his fucking that, brother. that guy's got Buscemi eyes. He's got the voice. They're like, that's not Steve Buscemi. And then you realise, Michael Buscemi. He's like, oh. What's Buscemi? I, I, Buscemi. Buscemi. There's, there's a thing where we can never tell. Uh, some say it some way, some say it the other. I just I quickly adopted Mike's pronunciation there. but I thought you said Buscemi. Yeah, that's... I thought he said Buscemi. No, it's Buscemi. <laughs> I've been calling him. I've been calling him. Buscemi. <laughs> 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 You gave me a fright and a hard on at the same time. <laughs> oh, I'm not a boost, Amy. <laughs> so, as a well, I think all the focus is on like John David Washington's character. Aye. I think Adam Driver is also fucking brilliant in this film. Yeah, because he gets put through a lot, and even the, that dude. There's like just the big fat dude that's a, like a proper redneck. He's in the <laughs> Itonia. yeah. Like he's fucking brilliant. It's just like this mindless fucking stoner dude. But he's just like clearly he just wants to blow things up. <laughs> so they're just like all these worrying characters. But anyway, no, there is times where it also is like really dark and sobering. The way that fucking film ends, like uh, twice now I've fucking teared up. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like I couldn't not put it in my top five list just for the way that the, the film the film fucking leaves me in a wreck every time it fucking finishes where I clearly I need like two or three minutes just so I could fucking talk because I can't even fucking talk after seeing it but I mean like I think like the, the best part of the film is at the very end where he actually phones up the Grand Wizard oh, aye. and like tells him that he is actually a black policeman aye, <laughs> and fucking cries him every yeah. slur under the sun and it just cuts the toe for grace and he's just like Jaw dropped. <laughs> Can't believe what's just happened. But it's the fact that like, when you read the like trivia notes, is it like in the memoirs and stuff by uh, Ron Stoller that 
he never actually phoned David Duke till 30 years later and told him that he was actually a black policeman. Yeah. Because, well, that's, I think they had to do that just for some fucking levity. Because yeah. at times it, it gets fucking dark and Spike Lee gets fucking experimental like that. Just the way it's fucking shot. I quite like the character by, I, I didn't think who the fuck it is, but you know the one that they meet? He's got like, the glasses and all oh, that. Oh, the crew cut hair. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought his role was quite good. Was he Walter, maybe? Aye. Aye. Aye, there was some fucking scary characters in that film. Should that count as my turn as well, or should I just pick one for the other ten? Just pick one for the ten. Uh, Summer of 84 was one I quite enjoyed. When, like, kind of researching the last night to kind of pull up points, it turns out everyone kind of thought this film was surprisingly average. But it's like a... I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's sort of like it's one of those nostalgia, like, it's Goonies, Stranger Things. It's, it's kids getting up to mischief during the summer. But it's also, like, Rear Window, uh, where they're kind of suspecting a neighbour's killing people. Like, there's, there's just this thing... The whole thing about pictures on the milk carton, and there's just more kids disappearing, and the police catch on to it and say, "Right, this is a serious thing. Kids need to stay in now." But the, this group of kids, like, they recognise any faces in this film at all, which also like that lends to like how kind of authentic it looks. It's not like, oh, there's a kid for Stranger Things, or there's a kid from X, and you kind of realise that well, it's you, you just it takes you out of the experience. This one, they all just look like a bunch of authentic kids. But they're convinced the cop that stays in their coldy sack is killing folk, mm. and it it gets dark at times. And but it's also like that the, the tension building thing where they they break into his shed and they find a fucking t shirt and they think that's the evidence. But he's coming back home and they're like, oh, and just like fucking get out the shed, get out the shed. Like suburbia. Oh, oh, disturbia. Disturbia. Yes, Shia Exactly, and that's it. Like rear windows, the same where like. You're just stuck and you're just observing your neighbours and you can tell that they're doing something. <sighs> so that would be one I would fucking recommend to folk to check out. And I don't think that got like a, a UK release. I don't even remember that no. being in cinemas. And I don't think I've actually seen it in stores yet. It might just be something that's like an online, like an Amazon film. Mm. But totally, if, if that ever appears, you should fucking check it out. Mm. Andy? Avengers. I'm glad I was sitting, dude. Someone, <laughs> so fucking someone had to say surprising. it. I put it at the bottom of my list because, like, one of them has to say it. Yeah. I was relying on some. I'm so fucking glad you did, you said <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I changed up my list today as well. I figured that somebody was probably going to have it as well. Aye. So thank you, Andy. Yeah, we could finally talk about. It. We've been here for an hour and nineteen minutes, and not one of us <laughs> has mentioned Infinity War. It is a record. So, what do you like about? it? What could I know they could be it? Mm-hmm. Every cunt's in it. For all the films that I've liked there the last 10 years. Yep. And they're all fighting one bad guy who just cannot be beat. Mm-hmm. After that, though, Josh Brolin's had a fucking stellar year, like. Ah, he's done a lot. The... Let's think back. Deadpool. Yes. Infinity War. Yes. Was it Tales of a White Deer Hunter yeah, or something? Uh, or a White Tailed Deer um, Hunter? What's his name? Danny McBride. Yes. Uh, every time we mention that film I just remember him with these fucking Polaroids <laughs> yeah I as, have you seen done. that one it's the Netflix film and Josh Brolin's got like a a hunting show and Daniel McBride's like his cameraman mm. but he's wanting to kind of take his son out hunting with him so it's just like them going for a weekend but everything goes wrong and his son's more interested in his phone than hunting with his dad but Daniel McBride's 
Like, yeah. just that's a weapon at Polaroids are like his like, naked wife to the kid. He <laughs> shows a picture of his wife to the kids. It's all right, and then there's all these other ones, and it's like, wait, it's like it's just her being railed by black dudes. And, <laughs> and the kids like, are you in these ones? Like, yeah, look, there's my foot in the corner of that picture. So he's almost like just sitting there watching her getting fucking plowed, and he's just taking photos. <laughs> And like it's him and this kid sitting in the tent looking at these photos and Josh Brolin walks in and says like, I told you stop showing him the mucky pictures get rid of them because <laughs> he's obviously showing them to obviously so he's so proud about his fucking wife <laughs> just getting gang banged it's like and it just, it was, one of these things I just did not fucking expect to see they're properly hee-hawing so every time I talk about that film I just think about him <laughs> proudly laying at all his photos <laughs> but I I love new how like Thanos is a villain, but really over the like, last year, so many folk kind of uh, empathise with him. Yeah. Like even to the point where folk make memes about like stuck in traffic and say fucking Thanos is right. Yeah. <laughs> get, rid, get rid of half the worlds and make our life so much easier. Well, half the world. Half, half of the half of the yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things where it was, it is the biggest cinematic thing that happened last year. It was, it was the culmination of ten years' work. Yeah. And you go in there and you're like, and I think you're just on tender hooks all the time. You're just wondering how the fuck is it yeah, going to happen? Who's going to die? Because you because you were also thinking it was just going to be one guy. You weren't thinking it was going to be like a whole fucking like, oh, no. of them. Eh? Aye, and Aye, the no, trailers... I, was, I was sitting there expecting like him to just like them fuck go to fight him. He kills them. Aye, and 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 a fight no As just it like goes them on, all just oh wipe them all at the end. Away. Aye, because everyone was thinking fucking caps fucked <laughs> like that. Those shots in that trailer where. He's got the gauntlet coming down and it's fucking seeing Captain America's hands wrapped around just his fingers. Right. And he's fucking serious. Like, oh no, Cap's fucked. He's toast. And it just, for the fuck that actually die, you're like, shit. Yeah. Like the whole thing at the yeah. end. Like the, the Peter people. Parker. Aye, like the, the whole thing where you're just thinking, why does he die the slowest? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Shuri, no, not Shuri, uh, fucking Black Panther, like, poof. Like winter shoulder <laughs> but when it come to him it's like he was slowly like his toes were falling apart first and they had five minutes to lie there and tell him fucking stories about how much they love each other and it's like it's like you're making this painful to watch <laughs> and then the longest end credit sequence known to man because like there's got to be a clip at the end alright just sit here for 15 minutes and watch the million people that made this film we're like oh just, I want to see what happens. Mm. Tell me it's all right at the end. And then you just see fucking Sam Jackson trying to drive away from it, catching up with him. And going, oh. <laughs> fucking messages, fucking Captain Marvel. Aye. Which kind of annoys me because why did they not do it when the aliens came the first time? Aye. Right. <laughs> why did they not just get her right away? Steady forming the Avengers. Aye, well, he probably just found the beeper in like, his junk drawer and going, oh, fuck. <laughs> Hi, I might need that. Yeah. And just sticks in his coat pocket. It's like I need it now. <laughs> his fucking helicopters are falling from the sky, and was it like Maria Hill's turned the dust in front of him? Mm-hmm. I think if it ends on him, just like just say motherfucker, and it just cuts him <laughs> off as it turns to the sand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I mean, I thought the like I watched the trailer for the ultimate when it first came out, and I I wasn't overly like enthralled by it. I thought again. I probably watch it when it comes out, mm-hmm. but I mean the the scene where obviously 
they destroy the destroy the last stone and then he uses the time stone to go back mm-hmm. and get it. I thought that was fucking genius. I didn't I, actually see that coming at all. And it was it's just the way he does it. It just looks the fact that he rewinds time, brings back vision, picks a gem. It's like a bear fucking picking a chocolate and advent calendar. Just, <laughs> <laughs> takes it in there gets right there fucking yonks it out and just like oh fucking grizzly and I mean like the best scene in the film is when fucking Thor gets his fucking hammer and oh, he lands in Wakanda yes that's brilliant just and with the score it plays ah, as exactly. well it just and pops up it's a total and even like Bruce Banner's like oh use our fucks now <laughs> like people have watched that loaded uh, like video clips are like that scene playing in the cinema Aye. and like fans going absolutely off their fucking heads when that kicks in. I know, well, that's it. I think we feel like now like, Scottish people are all quite reserved, unless you're maybe like at a midnight screening or like in America, just fucking chucking shit going, Yes, this is what we wanted. Whereas like, Barbara's like, Yeah, it's a goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> but I love like even just the comedy, like the comedic moments, like the how um, Star-Lord is jealous of Thor. Like, how Drax is like, this is a man. It's like, no, he's, he's, he's like, and he's in the background, right, okay, I'm coming up with a weight plan, I'm cutting out sandwiches, it's like, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put some weight on. And he's so insecure. And I, like, I like the bit where like, Drax is thinking he's like, invisible when I'm like, oh, like, so he's eating crisps. <laughs> I could stand here for hours. Like, it's the fucking it's the best thing that fucking Batista will ever do. Is is so fucking brilliant. It's just the the driest of humor. And just sitting eating crisps. I'm a chameleon. <laughs> or the whole thing where it's like, where is Gamora? And it's like, who is Gamora? And drags, I'll do you one better. What is Gamora? <laughs> and no, it's like, or Why? when? Why is Gamora? And they're just looking like, what? They're all fucking confused about this boy's sense of humor. But even the the battlefield part at the end where Thor's introducing Obdi and you've got uh, Steve Rogers and looks over and, and Groot's like, I am Groot. And he's like, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> and he's like, you just don't get it. Ah, oh, it's a fucking brilliant film. Yeah, and we'll save it because obviously I'd imagine one of us is looking forward to the next installment. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. does it end? Like, when will you rewind I mean, time? I mean, sitting in cinema for three hours. It probably will be. I'm going to cafe or third. I'm going to say now my theory is for the record this whole thing. It's still um, Doctor Strange's fucking thing. I'm viewing how this, uh, everything's going according to his plan. Yeah, because that's it. He said this is the only way like that it's going to work. Two million scenarios and only one works, and mm. he had to fucking die for that plan to work. Yeah. So uh, he's he's got like the long bet. He knows by the end. I thought you were going to say it was like a dream. He's like, oh, that's a a fucking happy Hogan wakes up going, no. He wakes up Sorry, Mr. Stark. Like on fucking, what was it called? Dynasty. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's just vision coming out of the shower. <laughs> 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 just puts his fucking cape on. Man. Um, Mike? Um, and the last one on my list for this is probably going to be Hereditary. Oh! Game changer. Not what I expected. 
Okay, I've never. I'm too scared to watch this film. I watched it last night. Holy shit! Were you like last minute just fucking let's fire in all these twenty eighteen? Oh, the last last two nights, I think ah. I've seen about eight films. Right. Okay. And did would that have been in if it, if you done ten? Would that have been in your ten? That's the one that I can't really tell. If you like it or not, you need I, you need more time I to digest think it's it. Really good, or if it's just too fucking much, too fucking choppy changey. Right, Disney can what it is, because well, that's it. It's sort of feedback. Is some folk fucking are amazed by it, and some folk were like, "What was the deal?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm just, I I just think a it's fucking just shite the, bag. I it's can't just watch the it. Impression that it leaves on you, and like like. With the fucking choice of like imagery and the fucking like the worst bit in hell films when she's sitting head banging the fucking attic. Oh no! That's that's that that's that ah that that was worse I've, than that. I've seen me. one image. It's a bit where she's like, uh, uh, she's on the ceiling tugging off two dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was making that an audible visual for folk. <laughs> No, I'm wondering what was going on there. <laughs> like, I also, I, I went in with it blind and I bought it just because it was kind of cheap and I thought, can I'll see it. Yeah. And it was different. It was like, it's no so scary, but it's more unsettling. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there is like... lost his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, sometimes I fucking think that that's a dude, man. Just, I, I couldn't tell if it was like really a wee a guy in a wig. Or a fucking prosthetic. Aye, I keep thinking it was a prosthetic. It kind of looked like the painting for fucking Ghostbusters too, eh? <laughs> Not Vigo. <laughs> Just imagine a very small him. <laughs> but, um, aye, like, it's just it's so fucking, it's quite like unsettling, haunting. It's, you need to watch it. Aye. You need to watch it. You need I, to, I like, think when it hops on Sky, like, then it's like, I'm not, I probably won't go out my way to see it. But the fact, like, when it comes on Sky and it's like, right, okay, uh, Margaret. You need to make sure that the birds are asleep because you need to obviously just sit and, like, it's, it's a slow burn, it's a very slow burn. Aye, it's, uh, it's like, uh, to me, it felt like three different films. Aye. On all kind of. And you get that wee, like, the wee curveball, maybe 45 minutes to an hour in. Yeah. And it just completely flips it on its head. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't even notice that, like, Gabriel Byrne was in it till, like, halfway through it. Oh, He's a dad, the father of the family. Oh, aye, aye. I only recognise Tony Collette and the wee, like, black dude, Indian. Indian, then? The what? brother. I don't know what he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Arabian, maybe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's just like with the, the sound, there's not really so much music, but it's just kind of like... Is there the, a haunting score to it, or...? Or is it this thing where it's like there's no noise but there's this, like this quiet bass going There's like there is noises that happen and there's like really like high Aye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody with like a wooden clock glockenspiel. <laughs> there's just something that is just so fucking like unnerving about it. And I mean <laughs> Yeah, that. Um like people are raging that like Tony Collette's no been fucking like Nominated for it and like she does do a really good role in it, mm. but it's definitely worth checking it. Like, I mean, you probably fucking hate us after it. Like, uh, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like Mother. Oh, 
Like you fucking hated me, see mother. Oh, yeah, she's not, no. he hated it, right? And I, I watched it, and honestly, I fucking genuinely like quite like liked it mm. for how fucking wacky, and fucking. What's it? I, I was on board for it, but as it went on, I was like, nah, I went off, I went off. And then the last <laughs> fifty minutes, I was like, no, yeah. but that's just so fucking so wacky. But I dug it obviously. But aye, you need to fucking see this. Aye, all right. Uh, so my. Top pick, and really is this is probably my favourite film from the year, uh, is Blind Spotting. Like we, we kind of mentioned it earlier when you were talking about that, was it the hate you give? Mm-hmm. And this film does have a similar scene where a, a black guy witnesses a cop killing, I was going to say another black guy, mm. but the dude in this situation is on probation and he's like, he's trying to get home before his curfew runs out. Yeah. So he's sitting at this red light panicking and then just fucking cop car and that. And he just looks, sees in the side mirror, and he just fucking shoots my innocent dudes, and then he just like, drives away, and he kind of like that's almost like a subplot, but it's stuck in his head. It's between these two dudes, and it's funny because it's almost like role reversal. The black yeah. guy's trying to stay out of trouble. His his best pal, who's white, is acting like a stereotypical black gangster, like rapper. He's got the the grill, the mm. fucking cornrows, the tattoos. He's living the thug life. And then it's like the black guy's like I'm I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and it's like every day it's like three days till he's out of probation because he's living in like a halfway house, but through witnessing like that that fucking shooting, his best pal buys a gun because he thinks that's a good idea, and then he realizes he needs to stay away from his best pal, but stay out of trouble, and it's just you're hoping that right, something's gonna happen like you just expect shit's gonna go wrong and. As the day, like last day of probation, it's like, oh, something's gonna happen today, and it gets so close that all these things happen. Like he gets invited to a party, and his pal comes, and you're just thinking, oh, not, and you're just hoping nothing happens. And it's just the way it plays out. It's, it's one of these things I'm being really nondescriptive, but I don't want to tell you anything about it. I just want folk to see it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's funny because uh, the cast, uh, the two guys, is, is David Diggs. And Raphael Castle, and they're both rappers, but I I thought they were just just like I I don't recognise these actors. These are fresh faces, and they do so fucking amazing in it. But I realised they're they're both they are like rappers. They've got albums. Been the way they kind of talk, they kind of talk they, almost like they're rapping. Aye, that's it. a lot of the dialogue. <laughs> they're kind of rapping to each other, and it's or or how he he kind of explain himself. So he kind of raps it. It's how he could kind of get his words out and. It is like this confrontation at the end, and then you more or less it's it's almost like a one sided rap out. He just fucking fucking explodes all these words onto the guy, and just fucking and it's just like it's fucking like you're just left with your fucking jaw hanging, just going, oh yeah, like it's just the fucking tension, what goes on, and the way the story plays out it is like literally uh, like next day's text might that like, you need to make time, like you need like this is what you're doing tonight. You can't like you have to watch this film there because you. I remember you, I had gotten it and Mike's like, I've got it soon. I was like, right, well, that's it. You need to watch it now. That's it. You need to see it now. <laughs> this needs to, like, this needs to be the fucking next thing you watch because it's worth everyone's time. Oh, they should check it out. So, yeah. Mm. Nah. It is definitely, and I think you and Helen would probably really enjoy it. I, that's it. I'll know really. I don't want Exactly. But, if anyone's got the opportunity to see Blindspot on it, it's totally the film I would recommend to everyone. 
And that's it. I guess that is 15 films. Was it really? Oh, it was 15. Five each. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Do do we want to give honourable mentions? We don't need to talk about the film, but we could just give it a shout out. I could do. Andy, any films <clears throat> that you... No, mine's just got to be fucking hereditary. Where I couldn't tell if it was a really good film. Aye. Or if it was just a wee bit bad. Yeah. Mike? Um... I'm kind of torn, but I think overall I really enjoyed it. It was fucking sorry to bother you. Oh, aye, yeah. I would say that that's <clears> all right in my list. Aye, that film is really good, but I think we probably have the same issue with it. Yeah. That, that third act. Yeah, it's a bit it's wacky. It's very out there. Uh, and then the only other one I've got written down here was Mission Impossible Fallout. I watched it yesterday, and mm. again, it's... Two and a half hours, but it was fucking really, really enjoyable. Was it good? Ah, uh, it was. I thought it was really good. Of, like, oh, how much is that? He's done new. That'd be shite new. Oh. And I mean, it's, it's Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. With a full goatee, with a full beard. Uh, they they go for it. I, I will admit, they do have a fucking cracking fight. It's like them and this... Is that a Japanese? An Asian guy, yeah. Ah, the, just, fight, the fight in the bathroom is fucking brilliant. It's, it's like stuffing out of the raids. Ah, they're just fucking... And like... Henry Cavill just looks so big and muscular just the it way is. he takes out of his jacket and he's just like just absolutely fucking throwing bombs on the guys <laughs> that's fucking really good mm-hmm. um, for me I would recommend Ready Player One if you really want for like a big nostalgia hit just really for like this how they're always going for three keys the, the second second key the aye. second key like when they revisit this classic film it's just like oh, fucking amazing I just like I, it wasn't part of the book, but the fact that they brought that in for the film like won me over because if you're comparing it book to film, they changed large chunks of it. But the fact that they they brought it, they revisited this this film, this a uh, this this old horror movie in the middle of the movie just won me over. I'm just like what a fucking brilliant choice. And yeah, also Easter eggs. It is a fucking Easter If it was a drinking game, you would be fucked. It's like <laughs> recognize something for your childhood. Oh no, you're fucking knocking about, knocking back shots for fucking turtles, Chucky, Robocop, Terminator, just like everything. Like licenses on that film must be daft. Yeah, um, quite enjoyed that caliber at Netflix. It was you yeah, told me to watch it. That Scottish hunting in the woods goes horribly wrong. Yeah. And, no, it's one of these things where it's not the the most worrying thing about it. It feels so sort of real. Nothing's over the top or exaggerated. Just like oh man, that's probably how that would really play out in real life. And it just makes it really unsettling. Just a horrible crimes committed in like a small fucking town up north, and just the townspeople decide what to do with the people. And you're like, yee. I think it it was like the the audience. Choice like it won like the Edinburgh Film Festival, it it won like the top award like voted by the audience or something, mm. and then it was like on Netflix the following Friday and it was like yes <laughs> because we didn't get a chance to fucking see it because tickets went out quick, but another one I would mention is we watched Searching this week. Oh, right, the, the John that. Cho film where it's it's all it's all just done on screen. You know how there's like that horror film was unfriended and it's yeah. all on Skype. It's all the tabs. This is the same. It's all just told from the desktop of this guy's computer, mm-hmm. and it says Mac, so it brings up all his FaceTime calls. So that's how you see him, or it's all 
done on cameras and like his daughter goes missing and he falls in the rabbit hole of trying to find her on like Facebook, Twitter, finds it like he logs into her side of the computer and just finds his whole other life that he never knew she had. But it's a film that just keeps you guessing. And mm-hmm. really like oh no, I think this has happened to her. Because they all think, oh, she's been abducted. And then it takes a different way. And you're like, oh no, it can't be that. It can't be that. And then it fucking changes another way. And it's like, I literally do not know what's happening with this film. And it, it just stresses you. And it's, it's like an hour 30, an hour 38 minutes or something. And just like, it's perfect. And John Cho does amazing. Like, you just think, really him to be like the dad of a teenage daughter? <laughs> You're just thinking, you still think of him as like Harold and Kumar. Mm. Like, why would he have a kid? That's it. Really, I've, I've got more, but I'll just fucking post a picture on Twitter if anyone's really yeah. remotely interested. Mm-hmm. So, worst films of 2018. This was a hard one for me. Aye. Because generally, if somebody sees a film shite, I didn't watch it. Exactly, you save your time and put it in something better. Now, mm-hmm. for this one, I think we should just do our full, like, you tell me all the films yeah. rather than going round the table. Well, I only kind of came up with The Meg. Oh, aye. Insidious, The Last Key. Ah. And maybe Venom. Okay. Well, that's it. I never bothered watching Meg properly because I've heard so much mixed reviews about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we said, like, that's why it's not a malice because I never gave it the time. Yeah. It's just, I always see the advert on Sky and it's just Jason Seven going, it's a Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a big word for him. I just watch it because it's big sharks. And then, yeah. like, when you watch a shark film, you do want to see somebody at least getting fucking chewed up. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like, the premise was fun, but to say execution, it was shit. Does it under-deliver? Is that the problem? I think so. And, I mean, last, I, th- I thought Rain Wilson wasn't too bad in it. Because mm-hmm. uh, he... Well, it's no a spoiler, but he turns out to be the bad guy, doesn't he? The guy that's from the, the office. Okay. The bad guy? The guy that, like, for the Meg, like, the guy that kind of, he's behind it all. Ah, he was, like, the guy that paid for it all to... Ah, like, was was that not, like, a twist that turns out he's the bad guy, or is it all along known that he's evil? Oh, I didn't think he was evil. Nah, I never really got that. Well, see, well, that's it, that, that's... He's, like, a fucking, like, a millionaire philanthropist. To right, see, well, that's I've never seen it. scientists to figure out... I, I just kind of took on the assumption that he turns out to be evil in it or something. Like he's like, release the sharks, and he presses the button. <laughs> <laughs> so evil. Release the megalodon. Why is there a button that says release the megalodon on it? We shouldn't have that. That could get a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> no, it's something they way they go to the Mariana Trench. Right. And what the th- people think the bottom is, isn't really the bottom. It's just like a floating sediment. Okay. That's stopping things from underneath mm. the sediment coming up. Aye. They go in, leaves a hole... And that's enough. And that gets you. Oh, okay. Um, so that was The Meg, possibly Venom, and what was the other one? Um, Insidious, The Last Key. Ah, right. Yeah, I have not watched that. I, Margaret watched it, but it was just something I was like... Ah. It just... No, I just came to seek it up now. I only watched the first two Insidious from then I'm bored with the rest of them. Uh, I've seen the three, but... It's just... There's, that's be done the, the, to death now. that wee uh, old woman needs to get a break uh, yeah uh, Mike worst films um, Alice, I've got The Happy Time Murders oh, aye The Nun mm-hmm. Downsizing yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and The Nun 
No, skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it that fucking much. Twice. No, twice. Uh, skyscraper. All right, aye. And a few of those, let's see, I've seen skyscraper in Jurassic World, but I just kind of label them as average. So, like, mm. kind of just like in the middle, but. But if yeah, you're just... watching shite films, then average films become I... your shite films. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, Fallen Kingdom, I felt, was just. I was really disappointed, and it did feel like a carbon copy of Lost World. Like, moving them off the island into a big, like, mm-hmm. house sort of thing. I'll admit, it does. I mean, there were some good elements, but. Aye. I mean, like, I thought Chris Pratt was pretty good. I liked the return of BD Wong. Yeah. I, I did like that. Aye. It was good that they kept a minute. I think the whole thing about adding this other old guy is like, oh, it wasn't uh, just John Hammond, it was yeah. this guy as well. He was just in the office when it all happened. I mean, what like, probably would have made it worse is if it was, like, if it turned out he'd been like a pedo. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it was up, it's the fact as well that, like, Kid was a clone. Aye, that was a weird... And, like, nobody even fucking, like, talked about it and just glossed at it, which is kind of a major plot point. Mm. Aye, and I just feel like, did, did we really need that much? Like, okay, right, we've got dinosaurs, like, we're cloning kids too. Like, <laughs> come on, let's, I just want to see a raptor fight T-Rexes. <laughs> so, like, every kid's got a bit of John Hammond seed in them. Oh. <laughs> he's just, he's got a bit of amber and he's just jizzing it. <laughs> oh, no. on, on his walking stick. Like, yes, that... <laughs> I carry your father's like load a around in amber. Snow globe with fucking cups. Shaking about like just in case if you ever turn a bit like Dolly the sheep, we could always make another one. Oh, imagine if they just had like a Tomb Raider like style montage of the girl dying several ways. Like for fuck's sake, how many clothes do we need to make? Sooner violently falling stairs and land on fucking spikes. Um, and I mean that Franklin was pretty annoying, like. Ah, oh, he was like your kind of st- like scared geeky kid scream when he sees a big dinosaur. Yeah, um, downsizing. That was both disappointing. Of us, both of us had issues with that. Like, I felt it was too long. It did drag on a hell of a lot. I thought it was I mean, going to be more of a comedy. Yeah, it was. I mean, like the the Asian like wifey was pretty funny. Like, aye, it almost felt like it was forced though. She was like, we like really need you to be stereotypical. We need you to put on like that Asian accent. So, oh, why you fuck me? I was like, really? Oh, I thought culturally we're about beyond that. No, you really need to ham it up. Like this, the scene where like her and Matt Damon have sex, and the next thing is like, was that sad, sad fuck, happy fuck, like love fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, like that made my nine-hour plane journey for fucking Edinburgh. eh? Florida even longer I just said <laughs> fucking dragged like and you, you kind of hope it was going to be because you had like Matt Damon Christoph Waltz yeah and you just kind of thought I it was going to be funny I, I never liked his character either I thought he was just a bit of a prick I really thought it was going to be like funnier it just it turned into be like this big environmental message yeah. like oh we should take care of our planet and like ah, you were on a roll with like the marsh and you were doing quite good now you hit us with this yeah disappointed happy time murders Fuck mm. Melissa McCarthy. I'm done with that bitch. Like, no. <laughs> honestly, like, Bridesmaids was funny. And I really think that was it. Because, <laughs> like, everything <laughs> else that she's done has been really shit. Like, the film she done with Sandra Bullock with the polis, I thought oh, was... the heat. I uh, thought it was really shit. I like the one she done with Bill Murray, but that's no really a comedy com Like, her style comedy, uh, St. Vincent. Oh, right, I, I, I would recommend that one, but... The rest of her, like, identity yeah. thief. And... Oh, they're all the same person. Yeah, I know. Aye. I know. It's just her playing her, eh? 
see that's it. They kind of they kind of fall into that thing where yeah. it's like you just watch her for her playing herself in yeah. films. Um, I mean, puppets, you know, like oh, shagging and exactly. all. Like, like the jizz was just like fucking like um, you seen that like in the silly trailer? string. Aye. I mean, it was kind of funny. A wee bit, it, I did have a wee laugh, but it, overall it was just, it was very dull. It was all the best bits in the trailer. Yeah. And well, that's it, a few folk, like, the and it was all work, like the watch the pirate copy and just I mean, avoid it. The only good thing about it was it was 75 minute runtime. Oh, there you go. Would you say it's this year's Sausage Party? Yeah, definitely. The sausage Party was fucking abysmal. And I was like, you kind of was ah, food talks, it's funny. And then like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, skyscraper. Did we? Uh, Happy Time Murder. Did, did all the puppets fuck at the end for like 10 minutes? No. Nah. No, nah, okay. No, nah, I think that if it did, it maybe would have made my top list. <laughs> fucking jizz sprayed <laughs> everywhere, silly string going um, wild. Skyscraper. I think my issues with it is the fact that it's almost a carbon copy of Die Hard, and oh, they they hear that fucking the poster for it as a die as a carbon copy of Die Hard, where it's instead of the side of Bruce McLean, it's the side of fucking <laughs> Bruce McLean. Bruce <laughs> John McLean, it's the side of fucking. That wasn't the name of the Rock's character, was it? Bruce McLean. I was like, wait, a fucking side face of uh, Dwayne the Rock with the building on fire. Aye. And it's the whole meme that's turned into him running along that crane and that jumping. That unrealistic jump. And like people have actually like done the fake like posters oh. and it's giving you him like, is he going to get that way or is he going to go straight down and all that? And it's well, even worse, the fact that he picks up a draw fucking bridge by his bare hands and holds it to support people coming across it. A draw bridge? Like, not like a draw bridge, but like, <laughs> like a... Bridge thing that's kind of falling, and he's like right. holding on to it, and it's like full on concrete. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so they're like exaggerating his strength. It's very uh. unrealistic, and it's like fucking what? Hour of the film spent him trying to get into the building. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the one where he fucking he's got selling people, and he's all just trying to walk along the walls? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh. so I've lost my phone, but I can't get in. Buzzing all the buttons. <laughs> I mean, we did pick up that. Um, Thing where it played Ryu and Street Fighter was in it. Oh, aye, aye, the Van Damme Street Fighter. Oh. Yeah. Ah, it's like, ah, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the Netflix film How It Ends. That was uh, like a post apocalyptic uh, one with aye. Lawrence Fishburne. Just, it got dull and had oh, a is really... that the one with fucking shit it happens right there and then they're driving to get away from it and there's just I ah, just we just watched it the Friday it came out and it was like man this is fucking boring <laughs> it was just weird um, and evening with Beverly Love Lynn any of you heard of this one it's got no. Aubrey Plaza Craig Robinson that Jermaine Clement like the dude for what we do in the shadows, like one half of like that flights of Concord folk. Mm-hmm. It was the I think it, it, I can't remember the what country the director comes from, but I think let's just say he's Swedish. And his previous <laughs> film was a film called the, the Greasy Strangler. Oh no! And this was his like American film, and it's just cast the known folk, but being in a really weird film. So she's married to Jermaine Clement. They're Craig Robson's character is Beverly Loughlin. He shows up to have one magical night doing this show and his his manager is like that guy that's in The Toast of London. 
Like the guy that was in like the IT crowd who was the manager with the really deep voice. Like, he's like his manager, but Craig Robinson doesn't talk. He just grunts. He's just, like, he's like fucking uh, Young Frankenstein. Uh, Peter Boyle's character. He just groans. Just makes sounds. He doesn't even... Yeah. And it's like, you got wind? He just rubs his tummy and he farts. And just, <laughs> and just like, this is so fucking weird. Part of me is like, I reckon if... If this maybe will be more appreciated in like ten years time, but the new it's just so fucking fucking weird. Mm. And but I had watched it to the end just to see if I could actually enjoy it, but I was just like, oh, it's just too fucking weird. And um, my last one is the animated Godzilla movie, Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle. I couldn't even watch it. No, and this is part two. Three. This is like a Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's still not fucking finished, uh. and it's on for about two hours, and it's just. Fucking dull as dishwater. I mean, I, I mean, Netflix do take some fucking absolute shite. Eh? It kind of makes you wonder, like, why are they not taking Holmes and Watson? They're buying everything. <laughs> yeah, like, they're showing all this other shit. But I mean, you get like good films like fucking like Calibur and mm-hmm. um, like that Babysitter and all that. Oh, I, yeah. But then you get like obviously fucking and the one that you're talking about plus that eh, the week off. If we were the intent worse, that was going to be in it because right. it's two hours. It's two hours of hell and it's too long. <laughs> I, there's, there's one joke in that film I, I, I could it plays in my head and laugh at them like that uncle with no legs and something. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. But it's like he's watching. <laughs> he's not watching. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's not. You're not even going to laugh. I say it. Something trips a cable. <laughs> that totally falls on his head. <laughs> and the guy would not like. I don't think he's even watching telly. He might be in the bed next to it sleeping. But like Adam Sandler walks past, catches the cord, and it falls off the unit and just lands on his head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and the uncle doesn't budge. <laughs> It's so stupid, but I just—I was on the floor drinking. You just accidentally kill a man. <laughs> no biggie. Oh, uh, but I don't know the fuck shit. I said like five seconds of gold, and yeah. that's it. So you just like fucking cripples being tortured <laughs> and burned. Like, no, I just like it when they drop tellies and cripples. I, you know, right? Oh, I found, I found my my niche. No. What are we looking forward to like this year? Year 2019. What film was like, fucking yes, I can't wait to see the favourite. Okay. I'll be the same as everybody in Endgame. Yes, aye. I've got that. Happy Death Day to you. I know that is, I, I quite enjoyed the, the, first, the one. first one. Yeah. Was that? And I was kind of surprised that there was going to be a sequel. That was, not, that was not last year, was it? Was that the year before? That was 17. Is that like a, maybe, a Halloween maybe. release? Maybe. I don't know that. Aye, because that never showed up in the list, like in my films. I logged right enough. I bet. But the trailer, it looks like it even it starts out, it goes normal, and it back, jumps right back to the start of the fucking first film. Yeah. Uh, when I seen they were doing a second one, I was like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Mm. And it, it's, it's got my intrigue anyway. Mm. Aye. That's it. Does, I, I really like the concept, just the fact that it's. Groundhog's Day, but it's a fucking serial yeah. killer mm. twist to it. I've got It Chapter 2, 
That was Snap. That's one of mine. Oh, what, Zombieland 2. Yes. Just to see. Is that actually official? Yeah, it is. Is uh, it? I, I watched a Sky thing through the week and it was previewing all the films of the year and they were interviewing Emma Stone for The Favourite and she talked about like uh, in the spring is when they're going to start filming. Uh, the whole original cast is coming back. And I did see an article that both Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are cast in it as well. Ah, uh, I thought Bill Murray was a zombie in there. So he might be like well, a... Wasn't he? He might, he's, got, he's got a shot, mind though. Exactly. He's got a shot, eh, be fucking... I pretend to be a zombie and hit on a golf club and like, ow! Uh, so it's new, they've got Dan Aykroyd, they're, there's the one up, there's now going to be two out of four Ghostbusters. So they kind of got all four because one has been played, eh? <laughs> Aye. They might, no, I was going to say they might carry Fisher them, but. Because you had enough for a fucking zombie one. Aye. And the last one was just glass. Yes. Aye, glass does look really good. I need to really watch fucking Unbreakable again. Mike, what are you looking forward to? Outside of Avengers, I think Toy Story 4 will be a laugh. Like yeah. that trailer, the one we watched with Keen Peel and all that. Aye. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Glass was the other one. Mm-hmm. There was another one, but I didn't even write a fucking down. I'm going to have to actually look on the fucking list to remember what it was. But I can't even fucking mind. You want me to rattle off a few? Yeah. Uh, go- come me. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. I kind of look forward to like, just big monster battle royal. I was not sure about that. Uh, that second trailer kind of made it more appealing than the first one. Uh, Shazam. Aye. That mm. looks pretty good. Just the fact that it's got like this sort of like Hancock comedic edge to it. So, and it's another new sort of style superhero. Mm-hmm. Quite like the look of that. That kind of looks more of a hit for DC than mm. some of the others have done. The new Hellboy looks fun. Aye, aye. That looks really good. That David Harbour looks quite good as the role, even mm. though, but just the fact that they had fucking, like, Mo for EastEnders working in a cafe. Aye, a lot of shit are fucking set in London nowadays, eh? Aye, like the new Men in Black, just because they had that fucking song playing over it as well. Mm. And another one, uh, Fighting With My Family, the WWE uh, I've seen, I've seen the biopic of Paige. Is she still in the wrestling? She was like a SmackDown she, manager. Uh, she's like retired. Uh, um, the other two I did hear on my list was um, Us. Yes, Jordan Peele. It looks fucking creepy. Like. You see it? No. The, the guy, guy doesn't get out. This is oh, the I, I, I think Us. so. Aye, they're cl- they're clones. Aye. Or body snatchers or some shit. Yeah. Aye. You uh, watched the trailer to it? I think so. Aye. That came out on Christmas Day. And I just love that moment where he's in the front garden with a baseball bat. He's like, if you want to get crazy, we could get crazy. And yeah. then it's, it's us. It's like, <gasps> um, and then John Mick Chapter 3. Oh, yeah. I, I love the second one. Is that, who's in that realm? Is it Harley Berry that's in that realm? Let's see what's the cast list now for it. I'm sure it's somebody where he teaches somebody. I'll ask Halle Berry, yeah, the usual folk that are in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, what's it going to lose this time? <laughs> Fuck knows. I, I really need to give that second one a, a chance. I, it was on through the week, and it was just that scene where him and Common were chasing each other and having a gunfight at oh, the same the time. Oh, airport. No, the silencers <laughs> shooting up, up and doing at each other. And like and people like, are like oblivious to it. I know. And part of like, this is fucking nonsense. But so many folk love it. And it's like, I need to really watch it for the beginning. Because uh, I really, good. really enjoyed the first one. But 
I can never properly get time to sit and watch the second one. I always forget to that it was um, what's his name for Game of Thrones that was in the first one. Oh, oh aye. Aye. yeah, because he was he was in the Predator as well. Yes, mm-hmm. aye. Uh, so, what's next for films and swearing? Well, the rest of January will be us celebrating January. January. Yes, Jackie Chan season. Oh shit! Every January, from now until the end of time. Oh. Um, oh, that was a kind of bit of fucking snippet of news that I was going to say today with Jack Chan. Drop it. There was a, like a, a, I think it was Saudi Arabian journalist or something, mm-hmm. or comedian, played the sex scene with Jackie Chan for Shinjinku thing there. Oh, the Shinjinku incident? Aye. Aye. They played that in the country and now they're fucking, I think the companies just went down. Ah. It's like they've been banned. Okay. <laughs> apparently sex is wrong. Bad. Don't do it. No. It's Jackie yeah. Chan's fault for him's sake. Uh, <laughs> demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the next three weeks, let's see, Mike, you're leaving the country soon. Ooh. Yeah. So, at some point, me and Mike will be reviewing Police Story 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Andy, I've chosen a film for us to watch. Ooh. It is one of Jackie Chan's earliest film roles. It's on Netflix, and it's called Jackie Chan, The Young Tiger. It looks fucking horrible. (laughs) He's there, and there's like a mole on his chin that's the size of like a fun-sized Mars bar. (laughs) (laughs) This big black mole that looks like a slowly eating his face. And it was going to be me and a couple people from Podcast on Fire covering Project A. Oh, yeah, the old cunt else gets the good films, and I get this shit. I went and looked on Netflix and see what we could talk about, and I was like, oh, we have to. We have <laughs> to. I've never seen it. It'll be brilliant. So that is what January's going to be, and then come February, we'll be taking part in our most ambitious season yet. Shit. We will be tackling IMDb's top 250. Uh, over the course of 17 podcasts, we'll be reviewing 25 films taken from IMDb's famous top 250 and since this is technically an off-season podcast uh, between seasons I thought we could now just choose our 25 films and right. it'll be done in the sense that sort of one film we'll be all talking about that then another film we'll be talking about a couple films um, actually when we do the joint film joint films it's technically normally two but now I'll say we're really kind of wanting to be a trio this year Yeah. and when I become a little bit more mobile that'll be a lot easier to achieve so I reckon if in a case we might want to then do three films. Aye. Fuck it, whatever. It's entirely up to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought we may as well choose our 25 films. Right. Right now. I have two envelopes. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've obviously gotten rid of all the ones that we've covered already, like Godfather, Rocky, things like that. They're, they're not in there. It's not going to be picking up the same films twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've also picked. Like we've kind of noted down our initials and ones that are regularly available. Like I own the Blu-ray or something, so yeah. that's why we've got it in there. Uh, so yes, let's see. The double reviews is uh, the envelope for ones that we could take a turn each at discussion at, at discussing, because obviously the joint reviews is something for like Godfather Part Two that needs an episode to itself. Right. Well, if there's like a couple. Uh, Charlie Chaplin films, we could probably talk about two or three of them in one yeah. episode, rather than dedicating three podcasts to, to his films. So, Andy, do you want to have 
the double review envelope and you when it's done you're done you pull the film out for us right we're going to pick 25 films so I'm going to get you one at a time these are all films okay so we need 25 films so I'll let you like one at a time because right. uh, that's what Mike says why don't we pull it the 25 films on the podcast and then I could sort of arrange that like if, if we get like a couple Pixar films we could make that a double bill rather than how they're drawn from here right. so I know yeah. this, this audibly one. will sound like a nightmare for the listener at home you want just one pick two aye just so that you draw one and what I think we'll do is we'll, we'll draw them out but we'll fast forward it for the listener and we'll just let them know what the 25 films are rather than us mm. The anticipation killing us one at a time. Right, I'll go first then. So there we have it. We have our 25 films chosen. For the sake of our listeners, I'll let you read off what films we've chosen so they don't need to hear all that crumpliness. So Andy, right. read off the the right. double reviews. Right. Uh, the Apartment, Grave of the Fireflies, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Warrior, Rear Window... Uh, Bridge over River Kwai, Hotel Rwanda, The Lives of Others, Inside Out, Elephant Man, Yojimbo, Spotlight, and for a few dollars more. Yeah. Man, they're actually going to be quite difficult to make pairings of. Yeah. I mean, you could go Inside Out and Grave of Fireflies of happy animation, sad animation. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And Mike? Uh, I've got Hacksaw Ridge. Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, Shawshank Redemption, Chinatown, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, The Deer Hunter, No Country for Old Men, Princess Bride, Pan's Labyrinth, Wolf of Wall Street, The Good, The Bad and Ugly, and Prisoners. There we go. So, in doing that, we will then take 10% out of the top 250, and then we'll slowly... Complete the list. Also, I'm not going to make us do it till we've got all 250 because there's some very weird films in there. But I think the length of this season will take us through to the summer. Yeah. I know, we're, like, we're in January now, but by the time that finishes, it's probably going to be June. Fuck. So, but at least it's a fucking varied... It's like we're not doing, like, fucking all one type of film yeah. for those months. It's quite varied. We've got everything from black and white samurai films to Tom Hardy MMA films. Mm-hmm. So, so other than that, um, I think we have reached the end of the first podcast that we recorded in 2019. We've, yeah. we've made it. Other than that, uh, if you want to support the podcast, visit filmsandswearing.com and do your shopping at Amazon. It's a great way to help the podcast. If you want to find us on social media, Use the username FAS Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Other than that, uh, any last words? I, I know, actually, kind of. Fuck knows. Fuck knows. <laughs> okay, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in in January. Recording straight out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast. Now, record straight out of Five Scotland? No. Oh my god. <laughs> the look. He's fucked it, he's fucked it already. Take two. Wait. Oh, for fuck's sake. Record straight out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing.
And then it's I'm your host. Ah, oh, that's it. That's <laughs> it. You can do the fuck you are. Hi, who am I? I'm Jackie Chan. Just run about. Who am I? Fucking classic. Let's get on with it. Recording Trail 5 Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing. There's more to it. There's oh there's more God. to it. Oh my God. How do you know kidness? It's because this is why I improvise badly. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Right, so. Let's see. Let me. Find... Listen to a, a previous yes, podcast I, to find out how uh, to introduce totally. it. There's, there's something missing. There's like. There is. The of Your mum's hole. Oh. What's that sound? That's very troubling sound. What troubling sound? Do you feel your ears kind of going left and right there? No. Recording Trail 5 Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts, Stuart Sutherland and Magic Mike Christie. Yo. You're missing out a movie podcast. Right, okay. That's it. Because I was like, there isn't much else, but where's the, the fucking subtitle? Oh. I do hear the sound <laughs> yeah. going through your ear. Splatter. Aye. Is that alright now? It's kind of like left yeah. ears deaf, but. And yeah, I need to get a splatter back to Ali's fresh bar, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> one of a kind. It was imported from America. Aye. Right. <laughs>